Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Fantasy Baseball Hour with Al Melchior. Happy Thursday to you. Happy Nando Thursday to you. This is the Fantasy Baseball Hour Nando Thursday edition. Sans Nando for a little while here. I think just for a few minutes, uh, Nando will be here a little bit later on the show. And uh, I believe we're also going to have a visit from Mike Florio on the show. Uh, I'll be sad to see him leaving uh, FNTSY Sports Radio Network. Uh, but uh, we certainly have... Uh, one uh, one more appearance of Mike Florio on the show as well. So you got that to look forward to. But man, what a day it's been so far. Uh, the uh, trade deadline, uh, certainly uh, the, the trade activity heating up early. And uh, it's been a, a busy morning, a busy uh, 24 hours or so. Get you caught up. Uh, who knows? Maybe uh, some things even break during the uh during the hour here, but uh, lots to get to. Also, a lot of injury news. Uh, some players going on the DL uh, in the last 24 hours. Some players not going on the DL, but still dealing with some injuries. Uh, in addition to the trades that have gone down, uh, we'll also have the latest trade rumors and uh, updates as far as that goes. Uh, the usual standout performance reviews, we'll do, take care of those. Focusing a little bit on bullpens, because uh, we don't always get to spend a lot of time talking about bullpens and closers on the show, but uh, there have been some developments that we got to check in on, uh, including another closer trade that just went down earlier today, today being Thursday. And perhaps most important of all to me, uh, not because it's fantasy relevant right now, but just because uh, Nando and I on, on past episodes, we've talked about Ranger Suarez. Uh, and I and I still have yet to find out if it's actually pronounced Ranger, but uh, the Phillies are calling him up today. He's going to make his major league debut. Uh, he first came up on the show I think a couple weeks back when he was rumored possibly getting traded to the Rangers uh, in a Cole Hamels deal, and uh, you know I just uh, now he's a favorite of mine just for that that reason alone and that possibility that still looms out there. By the way, Cole Hamels still a Texas Ranger. For the time being. But anyways, let's get to all of the news and information that uh, that there is. Um, and uh, to share that with me, I believe now we've got Nando DeFino. Or maybe not. Or maybe he's trying to figure out the, the mute thing. Nando, just jump in whenever you can. Uh, anyways, lots of news to get to. Uh, just not too long before going on the air here word that the Yankees have worked out a trade for Jay Happ. So this has been rumored for quite a while. Uh, Yankees a front runner in that uh, situation. 
Uh, but we do have it reported by Al, we're here. Uh, John Morosi. Al, my friend. Yes. We've been here. And, and it's a we? So, well, a we? Well, I know that you invited Mike Florio to join the show. So I protested and I said I'm not going to go yeah. in the first six minutes and make him wonder where I am in retaliation. <laughs> For inviting him to oh, the sacred ground of the job. Nando Thursday. Yeah. This is this is not the reaction I expected. No, I'm just kidding. I'm very excited. It's his birthday. It's the second to last day. <laughs> I mean, Al, I didn't we, know it was his birthday. We knew Mike Florio. I don't know if you remember this, but Florio and Frank used to do a show out of one of their basements when we were at CBS, and they would tweet at me, you, and I want to say Scott White. Florio, is this right? Yes. It was like me, you, and Scott White, and I, I totally, I totally remember that. You two would ignore them, and I would be like, "Hey guys, how can I help foster your careers?" And that's and then now we ended up working together. That that sounds about right. That's, that's how I remember <laughs> it playing out. I believe you used f words and a lot of obscenities. Florio says, which sounds about right. I don't remember that. I don't think. But, but I, that I don't think might I've ever heard have, Al use an obscenity. I don't know if I ever have. Uh, no, oh, I don't think so. No, you know what? I was going to say you have, but maybe you haven't because you know what I did at CBS Nando. Maybe you never knew about this, but you know you were. You know, you you had uh, you developed a reputation for dropping all kinds of words that Adam Azer had to bleep out of the <laughs> podcast. Yes. So the first show I did after you left, just you know, to fill the void, um, I dropped uh, a couple f bombs. <laughs> just you know, so that just so Adam would you know not not you know be totally jarred into you know a, a totally different routine. <laughs> You know, I remember that. I was a very loyal listener to your guys' podcast, and I remembered your last show, and I remember Al cursing on it. That's a, that's awesome. I, I it was what made it so great. It wasn't that like, hey, let's be rebellious and swear. It's that Azer would think like it was the hardest thing in the world to edit. I gotta go back now, and I gotta edit where you swore. And I'm like, you just you just put a thing in, man. It's pretty easy. It's not like it's not so hard. Anyway, I've taken us off the rails. I'm sorry. Well, it's it's not a Thursday. I kept the the rundown as light as I could. Even though <laughs> we've got a zillion trade things and injury things to talk about, um, and also Ranger Suarez Day. If it is Ranger, I heard you say that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, actually, just right before the show, I got on YouTube because this is this is what I do with minor leaguers. Because you know, if it's a major leaguer, you can go to Baseball Reference. You can go. I've got the the Bill James Handbook. It's got all the pronunciations in it. So that's a, that's a total godsend. But for minor leaguers, uh, I just go to YouTube and see if I can find some kind of like play by play or an interview or something. There was nothing. Oh. So I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to watch the Phillies game to find out how it's actually pronounced. Well, let's just keep calling him Ranger for the rest God, of the I hope, show. I hope it's Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it is the Ranger Suarez debut, Ranger Suarez Day. Uh, it's also the day that Jay Happ got traded to the Yankees. Uh, looks like, I don't think this has been officially announced, but uh, according to John Morosi, it's Brandon Drury and Billy McKinney going to Toronto. That makes a lot of sense. I think Brandon Drury is a great fit for the Blue Jays as long as he does not mess with Lourdes Gurriel. If he gets anywhere near Lourdes Gurriel, we're going to have issues. But so I don't know where does he fit. Like where does I mean when Josh Donaldson comes back, where's Brandon Drury going? I would think second base. And Gurriel's mean, not great for Jan Solarte, but yeah. uh, you know, maybe the well, Blue Jays from a, are up a to fancy something. Perspective who who do really who well yeah man maybe there is a Josh Donaldson trade down the road, but 
who would you rather have uh, get playing time for fantasy purposes, uh, Solarte or Drury? Because I think I'd rather have Drury. I kind of see them as almost the same player. Oh, Florio's mic is on. He can you can jump. We I feel like we're leaving you out, Florio. No, no, no I, I'm enjoying just listening. Uh. <laughs> so, he's so fake. But you you can you he's can listen you can listen next week. Yeah. This is this is probably the last Mike Florio appearance ever on the Fantasy Baseball Hour until you know I, I bring you back as you know some kind kind of hot shot guest who's made it big, uh, bigger. I was thinking Drury as well, just because I think higher upside. But when you guys were saying like where are these guys going to play when with Donaldson returns, I was thinking even long term. Like obviously Vlad Guerrero is going to hold down third for them after this season, I would imagine. So they're going to have a lot of infield options. I guess uh, it's a good problem to have. Not just not excited. Well, I mean, it's just. Well, how about Jay Happ? As oh, I'm sorry. No, I was I just going to say, as someone who's been root- the branded jury discussion. I want Guriel to get as much playing time as possible. I think he's like an Alex Rios uh, light, maybe an Alex Rios clone, basically. But um, I don't know. Like, so I've been I've been monitoring that infield situation very closely, and I I don't know. I just I don't know how that's going to all shake out. Anyway, that's I all. don't either. You know, and it, yeah, but uh, if both just don't mess well. with Lewis Guriel. Stop interrupting, Al. Sorry. It's his show. <laughs> and then what happens when Troy Tulowitzki comes back? Who? Yeah. <laughs> so what about Jay Happ as a Yankee? I'm so uh, unexcited. I could be worried about the... Yeah. I'm just not... This, this screams of like the Yankees' um, early 2000s bad deadline trade stench. I don't know. I don't think yeah, he's going to... I, 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 I don't know. I can't I, get excited about Jay Happ. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't really think it's that much of a plus for him. I mean, obviously, he's going to get a lot of run support, but, uh, you know, and he's still in the AL East. He wasn't in a great park before. So it's it's kind of a lateral move, I guess. Um, I I just... Yeah, I'm not sure what the Yankees are doing here. I totally agree with you, Nando, what you were saying. Like, I, I thought that the, the Zach Britton deal was dumb for them. What do they need Zach Britton for? He's not been that good the last two years when he's when he's even been healthy enough to pitch. Yeah. Well, the price was right for Britton. I think they're they're thinking we can only get like four innings out of CC in a playoff game, and then we could just bullpen <laughs> the other the other five, if not six innings of a game. I just have this feeling, and you know, granted, because we've never gotten to see Zach Britton in the postseason. Thank you, Buck Showalter. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> you can never pass up that opportunity, bring that up. But uh, I, no, I just have this feel because Britain's not been the same kind of pitcher that you wouldn't necessarily get better results from him than you would from like Jonathan Holder. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, just. Maybe it's a metal thing. You know how Chandler is always like it's it's opportunity, it's skill and it's guile. And maybe with Zach Britton, you need someone. Maybe the Yankees are finding increasingly like. We need people who can handle this New York spotlight, so to speak, and the the high pressure and the high leverage situations. And maybe that maybe that went a lot farther than uh, than all the other attributes. And I know he hasn't missed time this year, but Chapman's been dealing with that knee issue all year. Maybe they plan on giving him a rest before the playoffs. Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, I just don't see that what they had in terms of Tansis and Robertson and Green and Holder. Uh, you still got um, oh, Conley. Is Con- Conley's uh, been Bobby back, Canely. right? Yeah, Canley, Conley, Ranger. Not, 
not yet, I don't think, but and he wasn't good when he was up, but uh, they've just got crazy depth. I feel oh, AJ Cole's been really good. Yeah. So, you know, I just don't know that Britain again, given how he has performed this year, um, the surface stats are okay, but you know, you look under underneath the hood. I don't know he's a, that he's a big upgrade over any of the guys that we just mentioned. I don't always believe in this, but uh, do you guys think there's any chance that they did it to prevent like Houston from getting him? I was totally just thinking that. Because that would have been a big upgrade for Houston. True. I don't know about that either, but <laughs> you know, just on the chance that he, he's he's vintage Zach Britton, then that's that's a you know that's a good defensive move by the Yankees. Well, it's a good Maybe. offensive move too if he's vintage Zach Britton. Uh, that too, right? That too. That'll work out actually. Uh, <laughs> let's get to some non-Yankee stuff. Uh, first of all, Ozzy Albies back in the Braves lineup as expected. Uh, we'll take a look at lineups in full a little later, but I just happened to see that come across my Twitter feed. Oh, wait, Al, I'm sorry. I had, uh, one, last, Winkers. I had one last question on that. Yeah, sure, sure. Who do you think is going to take Jay Happ's rotation spot? Because I was going through their minor leagues, and I'm like, uh, eh, it's not like, you know, it's there's no one guy. I'm like, yeah, oh, you got to go uh, get him. He's going to come up. Do they still have Chris Rowley? That's yeah. a, that's the first thing that comes up for me. I don't think the Sean Reed are great. Sean Reed Foley is the guy that I had had tried. I think I, he's at the top of my list on score sheet, or he was snatched from me in the last draft. But he's got some nice numbers. Uh, yeah, I well, mean that would be Marco Estrada. That would be the most interesting on a rehab outing, I believe. So mm-hmm. he would take one of the two vacancies, I'd imagine. Right. Well, and while we're on this, let me pivot to a different story. Uh, that the Braves are talking to the Blue Jays about getting Marcus Stroman. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be awesome. So that Blue Jays rotation could really be uh, interesting uh, <laughs> in a few days. Uh, but yeah, no, that would that would uh, that would be interesting. I think that would be a definite upgrade for Stroman. Uh, Cubs are working on uh, trying to get Cole Hamels, according to Joel Sherman of the New York Post. And uh, let me see, let me see, Diamondbacks oh. looking into as Drupal Cabrera. I interrupted you on the winker to the DL thing. I love Mason Williams. Yep. I just wanted, I didn't want to skip over that. I think Mason Williams could be an impact player for the Reds. Really? I don't know why really? I laughed I saying mean, it's, that. It's kind of, because you, you, you don't believe it? Maybe. No, I do believe it, but it just like, Florio looks at me like, you know, it's, it's one of those guys. No, no, no. Whenever I hear Nando have like a, it, it's... I just love Nando guys because Nando finds these unheard of deep minor league prospects. Mason Williams is a top prospect. No, I, was a top prospect. He was, but I don't know. It's it's. I love the Nando guys. I always enjoy them. Thanks. You're a Nando guy. Yeah, so is Nando because they <laughs> usually turn out to be pretty good. I hit Daniel Ponce de Leon. A, that was a Nando guy. That wasn't just I a name. I didn't know he was the Nando guy. It, well, Alec, I do this. Like, look, I have some secrets of my trade. And the easiest one that I, I don't care anyone knows is I just go to milb.com and I look up league leaders. And if I don't know who it is, I look up more about the league leaders. And Ponce de Leon was either, uh, he had either a ton of strikeouts. So I sort by strikeouts. He did. And then I look at like ERA and whip. And Ponce de Leon was doing something crazy in one of them. I'm like, who's Daniel Ponce de Leon? So I Googled him. I did a lot of research on him. I read some Baseball America stuff on him. And I'm like, I, I, I like Daniel Ponce de Leon. Go figure. It's also a thing around here. He is, 
Yeah. Oh, sorry, uh, where we find any, if there's any uh, failed former prospect, we all just assume that it, that's a Nando guy now. That's maybe true. <laughs> what well, doesn't sound like a big endorsement of Nando guys? No, no, no. Nando's guys usually almost hit, but he also... Hit. Usually almost. <laughs> Thanks, Florio. But there's always that like that, that one guy that, that Nando I loves. I see what you're saying. Mason Williams is one of them. Mason Williams... Top. Yeah, well, he, he fits that uh, post-high prospect label very well. Yeah, he can hit for average. He can hit home runs. He can steal bases. I think he's a 2020 threat if you give him a full season of at-bats. Well, look, I think there's an opportunity for a fourth outfielder to, to make an impact even when Shubler comes back. But they called up Irvin first. So you know, I just wonder if, if Mason Williams is, is kind of buried on the depth chart there. Yeah, that would I mean, I, I'd like to see him get a crack at it, more so than, than Phil Irvin, actually. Sorry, Phil Irvin. That's pretty messed uh, up, we got yeah. to break shortly here. But let me at least wedge in a couple of kind of big news stories here into the first segment. Chris Bryant's gone on the DL and is scheduled to get another MRI on his left shoulder, according to uh, 670, the score. And Steven Strasburg, yep, back on the DL again, but this time it's a pinch nerve in his neck. Uh, um, so no particular timetables yet for either of those guys. But lots more to get to. Trades galore today. Uh, haven't even talked about them yet other than Jay Happ. Uh, we got uh, some bullpens to analyze. We've got lines. We've got so much stuff to talk about, but we'll do it after this break. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Fantasy Baseball Hour. It is Nando Thursday. It is Florio Thursday. It's a big, big day here on the Fantasy Baseball Hour. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Al Melchior. And Mike Florio, I've got questions for you Like I gave to Nando on the last show, I think on uh, Modica Tuesday. I asked Matt Modica these questions. So now it's your turn. Mike Florio, would you bake a cake without a recipe? I would not. No, of course you wouldn't. Would you go on trial for public urination without a lawyer? Never that. Good answer. Well, but then why would you go into your fantasy football draft without the Roto Experts exclusive edge fantasy football package? We have a fantasy hall of famer. Well, you didn't, you didn't let him answer overall. that last one. Oh, Mike Florio, why <laughs> would you go to your fantasy football draft without the Roto Experts exclusive edge fantasy football package? I just skipped it because there is no good answer for that. It sounds like a mistake to me. I agree because they've got a fancy Hall of Famer and the number one overall football accuracy expert on staff, writing articles, compiling rankings, projecting 2018 statistics and answering your pre-draft questions. 
company's been nominated for over 60 fantasy industry awards the last three years. We are here to help you win. So go to rotoexperts.com. Use the code WINNER because if you're not baking a cake without a recipe, then you're, you're a winner. And uh, if you use Roto Experts, you're a winner. So use the code WINNER to get 10% off and give us the honor of leading you to fantasy glory with the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. All right. Part of the uh, package uh, for Jesse Winker, unfortunately, is season-ending surgery. So just saw that. Uh, he's going to be out for the year. So maybe that's more of an opportunity for Mason Williams. Perhaps. It's or sad not. to see someone like Winker who... Could have been like Adam Duvall 2.0 get hurt. Uh, it really is. It really is. Uh, why Adam Duvall with awesome on base percentage. Right. Well, yeah, no, he's not exactly Adam Duvall. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Uh, like a, a red with some power who people weren't really eyeballing. Yeah, I mean, he was getting hot and he was getting picked up in leagues and it's it's a big bummer. Um, also, not nearly as big of a bummer, but kind of a bummer. Starling Marte, not in the Pirates lineup for tonight. Uh, he left Wednesday's game early when he got hit on uh, the hand. Uh, he's got discomfort, but apparently, uh, as far as we know, no more serious injury than that. He will, however, be reexamined according to MLB.com. Also, Jose Altuve had to leave the Astros game on Wednesday early due to right knee discomfort. He thinks he'll play Friday, but players always think they're going to play the next game. So we'll check back on that between now and then. Uh, And speaking of the Astros, it looks like the run of Max Stacey as the primary catcher is over. So a moment of silence for my Tout Wars team. Sorry. All right. Uh, Thank you. That's okay. I I had to. I'm going to have to replace him anyway because he's not really been hitting that much. But uh, Astros getting a great defensive catcher in Martin Maldonado. They traded for him uh, in exchange for lefty Patrick Sandoval and some international bonus pool money. So Maldonado to the Astros. Uh, The White Sox traded Joaquin Soria to the Brewers. Uh, Not a bad haul for him. Cody Medeiros, left-handed pitching prospect, and right-hander Wilbur Perez going uh, to the White Sox. So I'm guessing Soria won't close, but uh, Corey Knable's not been quite the same as last year, and of course he missed a big chunk of time too, and you know they've got a ton of good relievers in that bullpen, but do you see any chance for Soria to, to close between now and the end of the year? I put his over-under like 3.5. Yeah, not, not like 9. You know, like once in a while Soria recorded a, a five-out save after coming in in the eighth inning, or like, you know, Soria took over for Knable, who, you know, had pitched three days in a row kind of thing. I don't think he'll be the mm-hmm. closer. I would agree with that. We, yeah, I mean, I think... I'm sorry, go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I was going to say, when uh, when Corey Knebel went down, we saw a hater primarily took over, but there was uh, everyone in there. Matt Albers got a save. Jeremy Jeffers got a save. So I think it would be like that again if Knebel was to go down. I think you're probably right. Um, I mean, it'll, you know, of course, hater can, you know, pitch long innings and or lots of innings and um you know Soria fits that more traditional closer role I think better than anybody else on the roster and, and Jeffries is having a great season but I think Soria fits that role better so I think you know if we were going to do sort of like Nando style and you know kind of handicap how many saves the non-canable relievers would get I think Soria would get the most but yeah, probably wouldn't just run away with the job or anything. Uh, Sangwano goes to Colorado oh, wait, no. who's, in exchange for a chat. I'm sorry, who's yeah. your, wait? Sangwano got traded again? Yeah, 
No, well, to, not since this morning. Well, right. Well, right. Sorry, I, I meant uh, but no, from the Blue I Jays. I totally skipped so, yeah. over the White Sox bullpen. Yeah, yeah, Who's, because we've been stressing because, over this. Yeah, I, I just don't want to deal with the stress. I mean, it was, was okay. uh, inadvertent <laughs> on my part to skip over that, but I think it was subconscious <laughs> in a way because I just uh, – I hate this situation. It should be Jays Fry, but looking at the way that uh, Rick Renneria has used the bullpen – Seems like Fry's pretty pretty buried now. I think Paul Fry has a better chance at saves than Jace Fry now. Oh. Fry uh, closer sweepstakes. So that's it. Um. Yeah. That's, that's okay. That's <laughs> Fred Zinke likes Jace. So Fry. I mean, I got. Uh. Well, that that recommends him well. Seems like a lot of people like Jace Fry, and he's not been as good lately. But still, I, I like him a lot better than Jemmar Gomez. Uh, who I would guess probably would be next in line. Greg Sussman likes him some Genmar Gomez. I was a big Genmar Gomez defender when he was a Philly. That did not that did not age well. You know, <laughs> you know what would be an interesting one. <laughs> There's no reason to talk about anybody but Genmar. Oh look, it's Greg Thursday that's too. The guy. <laughs> where's Where's Frank? Frank's right here if you'd like him. Might as well, right? At this point, sure. Yankees have Sean Angle say something. <laughs> Frank Sample reporting uh, so for duty. You... <laughs> What's going on, Al? How's everything? So, all, uh, every uh, confusing. I, I don't know who's <laughs> going to close for the White Sox. I'm, I'm here. And I don't think Jace I'm going to like what the... Jace Fry's the guy. Fry's the guy. That's a, that's a good campaign slogan. So, not I think you're going to say something maybe about the Rockies or about the Blue Jays or oh I, no, I, don't I was know where we are now. I was so I, I would well I had this idea that it could have been Michael Kopech, but I think he's only got 94 and a third innings, and I would assume that they'd want to try to get him to like 150 um, to be ready to maybe go 200 or 180 next year, uh, so it doesn't have to make a huge jump. But I, I'm that'd be interesting in like the month of September if he hits that 150. If you throw a Kopech out oh, there, man, that would be very interesting. Fireballing. Cl- well, I read a great I've... story about how Carson Fulmer is in the bullpen now. And maybe that's, you know, all these pitchers who have been great and have gone to the bullpen um, after not really hitting their stride as a starter in the minors and then kind of almost permanently become a closer. Carson Fulmer fits that mold pretty well. I kind of thought they could do that with Lucas Giolito, who's been struggling mightily as a starter. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my thought was like, well, they could do that with Lucas Giolito. Maybe they could do that with Ronaldo Lopez, but who's going to actually start games? But uh, <laughs> I think certainly among that list, I think Carson Fulmer probably uh, panned out the worst as a starter. So that, that makes a lot of sense. They have so much talent. Um, they got so much yes, pitching They can talent. go the Rays route and just well, it bullpen every game. <laughs> no, nobody needs a starter. Uh, speaking of which, the Rays did trade... Uh, Matt Andres to the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks are going to use him as a reliever. And the Rays get uh, righty Brian Schaefer and catcher Michael Perez in return. And let's go back to Sung Wan Oh. He's going from the Blue Jays to the Rockies. It's obviously not a great development for him, but he was really good like the last month or so. And then the uh, Blue Jays getting Chad Spanberger, Forrest Wall, and a player to be named later. So, all right, you guys. Uh, last name power rankings. Uh, we got Spanberger, we got Forrest Wall, we've got uh, 
uh, Daniel Ponce de Leon and Ranger Suarez. So not just last names, but whole names. <laughs> so how, what, what's the, the name power rankings? Forrest Wall, Chan Spanberger, Daniel Ponce de Leon, and Ranger Suarez. Forrest Wall's underrated. I think it's all the way you say it. It's like a forest wall. Yeah. I like that one. I like Ponce de Leon. Daniel Ponce de Leon, I think, has to be number one. Yeah. And then uh, Ranger has to be two as long as he's on the Rangers. <laughs> we have to make that happen. I think so, yeah. Just never trade him, please. <laughs> Maybe the Rangers have some guy named Philly that they can trade for him. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wade, uh, Wade Davis pitched well last night. Uh, night before was terrible. Gave up five runs. But you had Adam Adovino there who looked like a, a closer in waiting. So, first of all, do you trust Wade Davis? And then who do you think would uh, pick up the slack if Davis did falter? Uh, o or uh, Adovino or, or Oberg, just to throw another O in there. I think it would be Adovino. And I, I am trusting Wade Davis right now. I know it hasn't been great, but they haven't shown any signs of going elsewhere. So I'm still trusting him for now. I do kind of feel bad for the Rockies because... They spent $100 million this year on their bullpen, and now we're trading for bullpen help. So it didn't really work out for them. Nando. No, sorry. I was just going to let... I didn't want to overload overload too much, but... Yeah, I would think that maybe it would be Adovino. I think. Sungwon Oh, that season last year, came out of nowhere and is very scary, and I don't know if it's going to pop up again at any point. And going to Colorado is probably... Uh, a catalyst yeah. for maybe that happening again. So I'm okay with Adovino. He's kind of figured out Colorado. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's been a little better lately, too. When he came off the DL, wasn't quite the same, but seems to be rounding back into the form. Uh, more trade stuff here. Brewers and Mets have been discussing a Zach Wheeler trade, according to, according to John Morosi, although they're not close. John Heyman says that the Yankees have talked to the Twins about Irvin Santana, who just came back. Give the guy a break. Let him pitch a little. Nine of the trade deadlines coming up. So Yankees have talked about Santana. Maybe that's off now with the Hap thing. Um, the Yankees also were cited as uh, a possible destination for Cole Hamels. Maybe that's changed. And, uh, and moving to some non-trade stuff, Anthony Rendon has been placed on paternity leave. And Andre Ethier has announced his retirement and the only other time I can recall talking about Andre Ethier on this show, I had Molly Knight on last year, uh, who wrote that tremendous book about the uh, the Dodgers, uh, Best Team Money Can Buy. And uh, in the book, she paints a really unflattering picture <laughs> picture of Andre Ethier. Really? So the only time I've ever talked about him is in a really negative way. Yeah. What was so bad? Uh, just not a good clubhouse guy? Yeah, pretty much. Like, didn't what didn't really try that hard. Wow. That's sad. I forgot he was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I, that's kind of how I felt when I saw the retirement announcement. That's how it often goes with those. Like two years after you remember, you know, last remember them playing, it's like, oh, and they're now they're retiring. So, um, sad. So there it is uh, for Andre Andre Ethier. Yes. Uh, well, we've talked about the White Sox bullpen situation. We've talked about the Rockies. How about the Indians? Brad Hand last night getting a save, kind of out of nowhere. Because I think Cody Allen was was well rested. Uh, and then I saw a quote in a uh, Paul Hoynes piece. Uh, Paul Hoynes, the uh, Cleveland Plain Dealer uh, reporter, uh, that uh, he could foresee. This is more kind of opinionating and and uh, speculating, but he said he could imagine Cody Allen and Brad Hand switching roles. 
What say you? Oh, that's I don't know if I uh, look. It was an interleague game against the Pirates. Maybe they were just seeing what they had with Brad Hand, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the beat reporter there. And if that's the feeling that he's getting, um, yeah, I think you have to go after Brad. I mean, roster resource I just checked has him as a co closer. So that's that's another thing. Maybe it's Brad. I don't know. Maybe it's Brad Hand. I didn't expect that. I do think it's worth noting either. that the save yesterday, Hand pitched the eighth in a 2-0 game, and then the Indians scored two more in the ninth, and they left him in. So I don't know if they, that yeah. would have changed had they not scored the two runs, but Cody Allen has not been pitching well. No. No, no. And it, well, the, when Hand, before he came over, actually was pitching that well, but Cody Allen was actually was, was worse. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I could see this see this flipping. Uh, I wouldn't commit either way. I would would not drop either guy at this point. But uh, definitely definitely something to watch. And then the Mets uh, was uh, Anthony Swarzak with the two inning save last night. But there was, and I think I may have mentioned this on yesterday's show, that uh, Mickey Callaway uh, said to some reporter that you could see Jacob Rame in. Uh, in a safe situation. And, uh, and I'm actually trying to remember the name of the other reliever. It was somebody they just called up. Oh, is it, uh, uh Oswald? Smith. Corey Oswald? No, is it, uh, this is so embarrassing. Well, I'm, I'm not even sure I'm getting the, that guy's name right. Drew Smith. Is that the guy's name? Yes. It is Drew Smith. So, th- so we're talking somebody, I'm not even sure as a person, <laughs> or at least a major leaguer, major league player. I'm just kind of making up a random name. Drew Smith uh, could be getting saves for the Mets. So is the is it just completely out of the question to even try to speculate here? As a Mets fan, I will say I think so because I thought it was going to be Gazelman, and I know he did get one save after uh, it was on Friday when Familia was unavailable because of the potential trade, but. I mean, Swarzak has been terrible, and, and they used him yesterday, and then they said these other guys. and So, yeah, I think it is, it is very tough to project going forward who can get these saves. And there's not going to be a lot of opportunities either. And there's that. <laughs> um, although, and I don't remember if it was, I'm not even going to guess because I'll probably credit the wrong person, but somebody made the argument on the show pretty recently that teams that aren't that good and don't score a lot, they do have a lot of close games. And I always, the example I've gone to a zillion times with this is Trevor Hoffman on some of those really bad Padres teams who always seem to rack up a lot of saves. So I'm, you know, but I, I think the bigger issue here is just I don't know who, if anybody, is going to be good enough to get consistent opportunities, even if those opportunities avail themselves. I want to see Tyler Batchelor get a chance. Why? He, when he came up. It's not just a name thing? No, no, no. Scouts apparently compared him to a mini. Uh, Craig Kimbrell. So uh, I was intrigued by that. I don't know much about him outside of that. He's only thrown five inning, uh, nine innings this year at the major league level, but that was intriguing to me. Any closing the minors? No, you know, I mean, it's nobody else is really exciting me. So if it was 2017, Anthony Swarzak, that'd be a different thing, but uh, he's just not been the same this year. But, you know, why not? Why not, Bachelor? There's a lot of why nots in this uh, bullpen. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Why not Drew Smith? Other than the fact that none of us can remember who he is. Uh, well, we're going to uh, put a wrap. 
I know. Terrible. Been mean to Andre Ethier. I'm being mean to Drew Smith, who I've never even heard of. Uh, Andre so Ethier deserved it, apparently. Behind here. If he's mean to Molly Knight. That, that's, he wasn't mean to her. She was just sort of observing and reporting oh. what she saw in terms of you know, just what she saw with him. You should read the book. It's a great book. I don't mean you. I mean, everybody should read the book. Uh, and everybody should take a time out, including us. We'll go to break. We'll come back. I'll look at some lineups. I'll talk about them. And we'll talk about some players that did really well yesterday. So uh, stick around. We will be right back. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Fantasy Baseball Hour. I'm your host, Al Melchior. It is Nando Thursday, so Nando DeFino's here. It is Mike Florio uh, Farewell Day, on this show at least. Uh, so Mike Florio is here. And uh, we got lots to talk about still uh, on the show. we got a whole bunch of lineups that are in. We've got uh, a game that's going on. We've got uh, performances from Wednesday to talk about, and we've also got just a quick news item here that the Pirates have uh, activated Francisco Cervelli. Uh, so we'll get back to a lot more uh, stuff that's going on here. But first of all, just a reminder that we are giving away more World Series tickets here on FNTSY Sports Radio Network. This time, it's to the winner of free DFS baseball contests. The contests are sponsored by DKMS, who are looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. And while 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their families, 70% or nearly 14,000 people each year must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. So you can find out how you can help the cause and at the same time win 2018 World Series tickets playing free daily fantasy baseball. Just go to dailyroto.com slash DKMS. DailyRoto.com slash DKMS. It's your ticket to the World Series and someone's ticket to life. All righty. Uh, let's take a quick look at the weather here, guys. Um, looks like the, the weather in the Northeast has improved because last few days it's been a lot of rain, but we got uh, 1% chance of precipitation at first pitch for uh, Yankees Royals. Uh, same thing, 1% in Baltimore. So it looks like we're pretty well set. I don't think you have to worry about weather anywhere uh, for setting your daily lineups today. Uh, you guys check out the uh, Diamondbacks Cubs at all that's going on? I think yeah, well you guys have been on the show. Yeah, we haven't really had a chance. Well, it's uh, Zach Godley and Tyler Chatwood and you want to take a gander at how many walks those two have collectively issued. We are in the we are at the top of the fifth now. I'm gonna say either zero or nine. I, I was gonna say seven, but I like zero as well. It's either one extreme or the other. Uh no, not extreme. Four, but Chatwood has three of them in four innings. 
He's just uh, out to start the fifth again. But Zach Godley, uh, pretty good so far. I benched him today because his control's just been so bad. But uh, just one run in four innings with one walk, uh, three hits, two Ks. So pretty good start so far. Uh, not a really bad start for either, though. It's a 2-1 Diamondbacks uh, right now, again, top of the fifth inning. And then we've got uh, White Sox Angels coming up uh, immediately at the conclusion of the show. And uh, let's see, we do have lineups for both of those. It's Dylan Covey and Nick Tropiano. And nothing much to see there, but um, we do have a new catcher for the Angels, Francisco Arcia. We have a, a new Arcia. A third. A third. Arcia. Oh, wait, well, no, one of them's the minors still, right? Yeah. If, if I, I, maybe, I don't know if he's in the minors. Uh, definitely not in the majors, uh, Oswaldo. Oh, and, and Orlando's in the minors. Right. Although hitting, hitting very well. You know who's hitting very uh, well in the minors? And to take us completely that? off the rails, Miguel Sano. I read a very encouraging story. He lost 20 pounds. He's hitting well in the minors. Giggity, giggity. <laughs> Oswaldo Garcia is not in the minor leagues. Ah, well, I'm glad I kind of hedged on that then. Yeah. <laughs> He's on the Hokkaido Nippon Ham Fighters of the Nippon uh, Professional Ham. Baseball League. Oh. All right. All right. I can't tell you where that is. Nippon Ham Fighters? Is that Japan? Yeah, it's I, Japan. I Come on, Florio. Well, I know it's Japan, but it's not because Nippon Ham is the sponsor. This is why we're getting rid of Florio. He doesn't take the time to just Google Nippon Ham Fighters. Hakadio, that's where it is. I'm definitely butchering how you say it, but yeah, but at least you, you came through with the actual location of the team. Nando and I did not do that. That's true. Royals and Yankees at Yankee Stadium. Sonny Gray and Jake Junis. So here's my genius today. I benched. Uh, Zach Godley, but started Sonny Gray. So Sonny Gray, please come through. Uh, let's see. Nothing much there other than no. Miguel Andujar, it's Neil Walker at third base. Pirates and Mets, Kingham and Mats. And uh, yeah, I haven't seen any of these lineups before, so I'm just stumbling my way through this. But Francisco Cervelli is starting for the uh, Pirates in that one that I mentioned earlier. Uh, no Starling Marte. Day to day for him. Rays and Orioles. Hunter Wood is the opener. Alex Cobb is the starter for the Orioles. Jace Peterson, Nando, is in the lineup for the Orioles. I, you know, he keeps showing up. I'm in the sale only league, and he every time it's got very weird rules. And somehow, like Jace Peterson, every time I have to go pick someone up, he's just staring at me. And I'm like, man, I, you know, uh, should I? Should I not? And I haven't yet. But uh, that day's probably well, I, come. Uh, I picked up Renato Nunez in the Scott White Dynasty League, so I'm actually not happy that Nunez is out of the lineup. I'm sorry for your for your Jace Peterson <laughs> and Rays. Rays have a uh, a new catcher that they just acquired today, Michael Perez. He's already in the lineup, batting eighth. Uh, Red Sox Twins. It's Kyle Gibson and Brian Johnson. No Twins lineup yet. And for the Mets, uh, we got Steve Pierce at first base, even though it's against a righty. So who is sitting? Mitch Moreland, it would appear. Makes sense. Uh, okay. Uh, Phillies Rez, Ranger Suarez, Tyler Maley, Phil Irvin, batting seventh, playing right field. No Mason Wilson, Wils- Williams. Sorry about that. Sorry it happens. Pronunciation and the fact that he's not in the lineup. I don't expect him to. Uh, he's, he's a creeper. He'll just, he'll, he'll, 
He'll find his way in and then win over the hearts of everybody. It's not today, though. It's not today. All right, we got a few more here. Uh, Nats and Marlins. Tommy Malone uh, in for uh, Steven Strasburg. Uh, Dan Straley starting for the Marlins. Magnus Sierra, Magnera Sierra, easy for me to say, uh, getting the start in center field and batting eighth. Oh, whoa. Yeah. That's okay. That one's a big one for me. I have him on the score sheet and I have him in a separate dynasty league. And I think he's great. I didn't even know he got called up. That's how little I've been paying attention this week to baseball. <laughs> Nando guy. I think that was yesterday. I think that was yesterday. Was that oh, yesterday? Okay, I feel I feel better about that. I think he's I think he's going to be. That's an impactful. Look, that's he's got a clear path to playing time. That team will play him day in and day out, and he has some legitimate skill. I think that's a that's um definitely NL only pickup, possibly dynasty league, and uh, maybe eighteen team. Give him like a couple weeks, see what happens, but. Al, I'm sorry. I'm very passionate about Sierra. No, I, I, I like him too. I, I, nothing wrong with that. It's not even like in place of somebody that, you know, I'm, I'm all excited about, like uh, Renato Nunez. So uh, for the Nationals, it's Mark Reynolds at third with uh, Anthony Rendon on paternity leave. Uh, Dodgers, Braves, Rich Hill, and Anibal Sanchez. I do love me some Anibal Sanchez. He has been terrific lately. And uh, Anderson and Ciarte batting eighth all the way down and lineup against the lefty, Rich Hill. And Alex Verdugo getting the start in center field for the Dodgers batting eighth. And that's it. That's all we got. So we got Rangers uh, without Ranger Suarez. Uh, it's actually Bartolo Colon and the A's with Trevor Cahill. That's uh, uh, a 7.05 central time start. And then on the West Coast, just one game. Brewers, Giants, uh, Wade Miley and Pudge Jr., a.k.a. Derek Rodriguez in that one. So, uh, all right. We've... Uh, covered all the lineups so let's just end the show uh, early let florio start drinking well i mean mike mike can do that without us i I gotta finish the show fine florio go get us a couple shots at the bar no don't stay here for this this is one of your last shows No, i can't drink before the power hour i would (laughs) not as a bad influence sometimes al i say you want you want to you know head to the bar um i've got a quick uh note here about mybookie.ag so uh (laughs) I'll buy you 30 seconds or so. If you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports, but you're sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups, ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches, and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can elect an option to receive a 50% deposit bonus with a rollover requirement. No more dealing with late lineup scratches. No experts to compete against. It's just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag, enter the promo code FNTSY upon sign up, and then choose your matchups using the props builder tool. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. So, Mike, Mike, you back already? I am Al. If you if you mentioned this while going over the lineups, I'm sorry, but I just saw it on Twitter 59 seconds ago. Daniel Murphy has been scratched. I missed that, and that that is the hazard of me going through these lineups that I'm looking at for the first time. Well, I just saw it. It's a good thing you didn't go get a drink. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Daniel Murphy scratched, and uh, Defoe has replaced him in the lineup. Oh, all right. Well, because. are you suggesting yeah, he got traded, or he's hurt? I don't know. I haven't seen a reason why, but I w- 
we were. I was talking to Nando during one of the breaks, Al, and uh, Ken Rosenthal said these next couple of days the Nats are going to decide if they want to sell. Well, you know, I I had last time I had had John Heyman on the show was it was quite a while ago, but you know the Nats were struggling. They've been sort of struggling all year. And I asked him about that, if they could be sellers. And, you know, understandably, I, mean, I thought it was a ludicrous, ludicrous question at the time, but he was just like, no, that's, that, that's just not going to happen. But I don't think any of us expected that they would be still, you know, kind of muddling along at this point of the season. So I think at this point kind of makes sense. That team, I mean, now that Juan Soto's up, um, and I guess you could make an argument for Eric Fetty, but every time you look at, you know, who, who could the Nationals trade? You play these little games, who could they trade? On, on the good way, like to try and restock, it's tough to find the prospects that you'd be like, well, they got these three guys in the minors so they can, you know, deal. Or if they lose these three guys, if they lose Bryce Harper, they can bring this guy up. They don't really have a stocked farm system. This isn't the worst time to replenish. I, as a Syracusean who has the Syracuse Chiefs as the AAA affiliate of the Washington Nationals and they're a terrible team, um, it's very it hits home. Hits home. They have a lot of contracts coming off the books this year, so you think they could shop those rental guys, and then I think it goes under the radar. But they have a lot of money deferred for like the 2020s for guys that they're paying right now. Like I believe they have to pay over 10 million a year for, to the combo of Scherzer and Strasburg for most of the 2020s. So their window is closing, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so. That's that's an interesting angle too with the the deferred money. I'm going to miss that, Mike. I'm going to miss that, <laughs> that analysis a lot. Uh, I'm also going to miss Enya, too. Ah, we should have played Enya today. <laughs> no, that would have been so. It's not too late. We, you know, there's an outro still, isn't there? There's one outro that can be Enya. Do it, Sean Angle. <laughs> uh, hey, well, uh, let's talk about two home run hitters. We have two of them. Mike Trout, he has 28 homers now. He also hit his 19th double. If I could nitpick at Mike Trout, I think he should have more than 19 doubles. But yeah, we got issues. <laughs> we got issues with Mike Trout. But also a good game for Anando guy, Cole Calhoun, two for five, batting 292 with seven homers in the month of July. Happy for the man he's become. Yes. I like him. He's steady. You know what? He was when everyone was down on him, and now he's just kind of like a steady and a little boring. For me. He was one of, in my opinion, one of the most unlucky hitters in the first half. I think he's going to have a nice second half and rebound from that. Yeah, that's totally, I, I'm totally on board with that. And, you know, like we uh, heard the report about Matt Carpenter going and talking to the analytics guys. And they said, no, you're doing the right thing. Just keep doing what you're doing. And then, of course, bust it out. I think that that, I, I don't know if Cal Cole, Cole Calhoun or however you want to rearrange those syllables, uh, I don't know if he talked to any analytics guys, but yeah, the uh, not so much early in the year, but like in June, all the peripherals improved, but it wasn't really until this month that the actual stats, the, the surface stats improved. So I think you're, once again, spot on, Mike Florio. Thank you. And Al, I have to yeah. ask you this before, before we end. I think this is going to be a sweet question, Al, about no, it's your a baseball personal. Question. I think he's going to give you a tribute for the influence it's, it's, that you had on him well, when you were Al, at CBS. Al and, and you guys were, were huge influences on myself. I told you guys I listen to your podcast every day. But Al, I, I, I have been a big backer of John Gray, and I just want to know where you come on him for this second half. Uh, good question. Well, yeah, actually, let me just real quick shoehorn in that uh, Chris Davis had a two-homer game. He has a lot of power. We know that. All right. So let's get to pitchers because this is the pitcher I wanted to focus on. Uh, so, yeah, yesterday against the Astros at Coors Field, tough matchup, uh, even with Correa uh, out of the lineup. 
uh, at Coors Field, seven innings, two runs, just one hit allowed in six Ks. So a good return for John Gray. But I will feel like I was in the minority, Mike, that when he got sent down, my response was like, okay, good. Because um, while XFIP and all that, you know, loved what John Gray was doing before, I think that XFIP is a little too generous to Rockies pitchers. And um, he, he's, he's just, you know, had a history of giving up a lot of hits. And I don't think it was all just bad, bad at luck. I think some of it was uh, Coors Field Babbitt, and some of it was, you know, just kind of earned Babbitt, maybe, you know, because of uh, location. So, I, yeah, I, I came into this start not expecting a lot and being sort of skeptical of the result. Okay, yeah, I, I've been on the other side. Like, I don't think he's going to be a top 10 pitcher. Like, most of his metrics kind of indicate that he should be. Right. But I was telling people at the when he got sent down to pick him up if he was dropped, throw a low ball offer out there because I think the best of this season is yet to come for John Gray. I think it could. Um, you know, so I think he certainly could improve. But I think just based on, you know, what he had done this year, uh, I, I wasn't really encouraged. But, yeah, I don't think he has to be stuck in that place. And I don't think he needs, um, you know, just good luck to get better. I think he could just, you know, be a better, more skilled pitcher. So, uh, Irvin Santana worries there. I mean, not a bad start numbers wise, three runs and in five innings, uh, with five K's against the blue Jays, but average fastball velocity down about four miles an hour from where it was last season. in his first start back. Unfortunate. That's not good. It'll come back. That's a long way to come back. Yeah, but don't you think, I mean, if he's, if he's a guy who's been in a lot of trade rumors, that's a guy you throw out there, maybe if it's just a little bit too early, so you can get him out there before July 31st and just hope that people can see, like, okay, if his velocity wasn't down, everyone would be like, great, awesome, let's get him. His velocity was down a little bit, but they're like, okay, he's healthy at least. And maybe next start, velocity will be back up. I, I, I hope so. Uh, I certainly hope so, because, um, you know, he was quite valuable last year and uh you know i think if he gets you know, at least part of the way back velocity wise that he, he could be just fine so uh we got just a little bit over a minute left here so you know i guess rather than talk about uh tanner Rourke's great start robbie ray's great start uh derek Holland being better this year and striking out more guys um mike florio just want to say thank you so much for everything that you have done for this show uh it wouldn't be the same without you and it won't be the same without you so Thanks for everything you've done, and best of luck to you. Thank you, Al. I appreciate it, and thank you for all, all your fantasy baseball help over the years. Call him a mentor. Uh, mentor. You and Nando are definitely mentors of me in this industry. All right. Well, so...